Welcome to the Three Points of Articulation Goes Hollywood. Um, in a way, I'm your host, Jamie Wills, as per usual, but I'm joined. Let's, let's introduce Adam first this time. Mania! Uh, Woo! Woo! Adam, Adam Mania. Um, Adam Hanslip's here. Hello. Uh, and uh, Daniel Bassett is also here. I am just so pumped. Yes, you are. Yeah, little whore. Um, <laughs> so WrestleMania season, uh, as adults, we're still, still a bit exciting for it. Uh, it just seems to come and go, doesn't it? Like like Christmas or your dad. Yeah, yeah he was gone for smokes. He'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back. It's the, it's the price of them. The price of them's gone up. I'm not surprised he's still there. Um Let's kick start. So WrestleMania, uh, one thing I will point out is the stage looked utterly fantastic. It did. It did. So just to kick off with, like, though I don't watch week to week, I do watch the big pay-per-views. I will look at YouTube videos of the big angles and I do read the results. For a time, I wasn't even doing that part. But the whole thing screams, we are big. This is big time. Look at this. The sponsors annoyed me, but it also screams we are big. This is a big, and it's moving back towards a pseudo sport, which I liked. Um, and yeah, the production still missing shit. I'll, I'll talk about it in other in some matches, but it's improved fairly drastically over the last. Like I watch basically every four months, so and it's improved fairly drastically since uh, a, a young Booker that. Uh, copied from New Japan for his NXT glory um, took over. Oh, tell us who you really mean. Hmm. Um, they had a really weird um, announcement for it. They got like some skateboarders to go on the ramp and then just jump over a ramp into the ring, which then let off a firework and there's a load of fucking pointless shit. I don't care about that. Just show me what the stage looks like. You're not bad. Yeah. Yeah, they they did they, they did, but they they do do a good job of making everything feel big time. Maybe we're out of touch. Maybe that's cool with the kids. I don't know. Yeah, well, I you, um, of all the history of Mania, one of the most important things to go on first is the the first match. Just to have America the Beautiful, get that out of the way, skip through that, um, and have the first match, which Shawn Michaels was renowned for for a while, um, as well as like a multi man ladder match. Also, normally kept the shark as the crowd pumped. Theory versus John Cena didn't really, in my opinion. No, and it kind of it. It sound spoilers. It sandwiched the show on sour notes, and I should have known. The accused, alleged, 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 alleged nonce, defeated Make a Wish Kids. Fuck me! Like, what a way to start the thing. Like, I was like, they do not give a shit. And uh, amazing, yeah. But it was it was just so nothing when it could have been so much more because 
I really do. I know we had him shoved down our throat for many, 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 many years, but I really do rate John Cena both inside and outside the ropes. And you, someone like me would, you know, a casual watcher now would be interested in what he's up to. And what he's up to is losing to someone who, like, isn't even dislikable. It's just shit. Mm. Yeah, so Cena was going through the motions, wasn't it? That was pretty much all that match was. Yeah. Like 10 minutes of literally, let's get all the major stuff. Let's not forget anything. Mm. Let's get you over in a way. Um, but yeah, like you say, I, I do like seeing what Cena's up to. I've got a lot of respect for him in the company. I don't rate theory that highly. I think if you take away the fact that he was with Vince for a while, if you take away his little A-Town symbol thing that he does with his fingers, he's not really got that much. I'd like to see more of him. He wasn't able to express himself in that much. No. I suppose in the reality era, he's a very, very dangerous heel when there's children around. So, um, yeah. There's two nods reference already. We're on the first match. Brilliant. Ah, um, Google it, people. <laughs> don't <laughs> Google. Do not Google the word nonce. No, no, um, no. Google after no. theory, though. It means uh, nice man. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the second match. Uh, the Street Profits, Andrew Dawkins and Montez Ford, beat a field of opponents in a match that I thought was bloody lovely. I loved every second of it. And you refused to happen. do it in the predictions. You were like, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think because they didn't give much of a warm up, uh, sort of a warning for it. But I, I thought it was a well put together match. I thought it was a good action in the match. The finish made sense. I love the Dawkins taking out Braun towards the end of the match because um, you sort of forget they used to play American football. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a good good little match. I'd like to see who produced this. That's one thing that I always look at afterwards. I look at which which people in the background produce this match and the person who produced this match needs a proper thumbs up yeah. because, in essence, the match was a spot fest. That mm-hmm. was what it was always going to be. Let's get every single one of our moves in. But it flowed completely. There wasn't a boring moment within the match. There wasn't a time where I went, oh, this is coming up now, um, which you usually do with spot fest. It was actually, yes, this is coming up now, if you get what I mean. Uh, no, Chad, Chad Gable was just the star of that match by an absolute mile. Yeah. Uh, Street Profits needed a big win. They got it. Uh, I don't know where they're going to go with Viking Raiders now because they needed it as well and they didn't get it. And they also didn't look like they were going to be anywhere near the win. No, no, at all. But as a match, it was absolutely stunning. Stunning forward. I thought the finish was really good. The finish was, yeah, sort of the shooting star into the knees up, into the frog splash. I thought was was really good. It wouldn't surprise me if um, Tyson Kidd put us together. Yeah. Surprising. I've re I've nothing to add to Adam Barnard. Like, it was really great to see people who you weren't expected to see quote-unquote, on the card, like, you know, Chad Gable doing the kind of cattle mutilation almost uh, to Braun Strowman and the just the fl- flyer. And like that, something very, I can speak in a very positive light about is, as well, like, spot fest, but not contrived as shit, like, which I also like from time to time, It but it was the flow, like Adam said. I, I couldn't have said it better. Like, it was the flow of the thing, because... You know, in AEW and ROH, you see them, you see them standing around and they're like, come on, no, 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 no. You know, I don't mind a dive. I don't mind flippy shit. I think it's fucking fantastic. But 
like stop taking us for fools when there's 30 lads or you've got a few trainees or you know stop it like, yeah and, i get what you mean you don't want people waiting outside for someone yeah. to be on a ladder and then it gets tipped and it's like oh what's gonna happen now oh he's fallen onto the body of people and someone that hasn't been touched is taking a tumble as well but there, there is a piece of that 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 is uh kind of where i stop myself is going well it is aimed at children um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um next up we had seth rollins facing logan paul win sort of the first advertisement heavy match i guess we'd say uh it did sort of make sense with um What's it, the the prime drink and ASR. and so on? Yeah, I imagine um, Audi are probably flying him out of the shelves at the moment because of this. But um, yeah, KSI was in a big a big prime bowl, which was probably for the spot of the match, wasn't it? Where Logan Paul spat his drink up in the air, then did a frog splash, but didn't have time to see that it was it was a big prime bottle on the table and not Seth Rollins between between jumping and landing. Joey I, I, think, I think you're too harsh there. I think the timing on that was actually quite good. He still I agree with Adam. Was... Watched it twice and had both opinions at different times, and then I watched it again one more time. And it's he is moving. Yeah. When it, so it's okay. Like I, I think he, he he spits the drink. They then switch switch over. So I'm guessing that was the cue to switch over. He then jumps, but then still does the frog splash movement after he sees who's on the table. But I disagree with that as well, because if you watch his face, he does not look down. He spits his drink, he turns, he's still looking at the crowd and he jumps. He doesn't look down. Yeah, yeah, but in midair. So when he's midair, he's looking at where he's going, and then he does the frog splash movement after that. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I think Logan Paul's a great athlete. I think the match itself was good exactly what you expected to be i think um technically still a celebrity involvement at this point i think it's been the best that we've had since snooki no for a for a good a good while so um, i would say ever in terms of how much he's thrown himself into it yeah all that his colleagues I, I we hear moan about him getting time with sean michaels shut up lads do you like money or not like do you know what I mean? Um, and also, the Joey Knight is going to be very happy. Shout out to you because he did in the predictions thing say a big giant bottle of prime will appear. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, Joey!" <laughs> you get nothing further. Um, I'd say, as far as the match goes, um, it was what it was. I thought it could have been more spectacular. Um, I thought they focused a little bit too much on the the prime stuff, and you know that took away a little bit. You could see Seth Rollins very slightly guide him through that match, which you'd expect, but we've not seen it before with Logan Paul. Um, mm. But for a celebrity coming in, I mean, it's just it's nine it's nine out of ten for a celebrity coming in. There's just mm. been, like you say, nobody like it. So props to Logan Paul, very very impressed. Yeah, it's not like Rousey where you come from similar things, you know what I mean? Where like the UFC is the way it's a bit different. Um we also had Trish Lita <laughs> Trish Lita and Becky Lynch face damage control in a six woman tag match. Uh Trish Lita and Becky had like a Sin City inspired entrance, which I thought was quite cool. Uh, the match itself I thought was not quite cool. Also, Bailey with a little cryptic message afterwards, basically saying that she's leaving. 
Shit. Um, go on. I was going to say, I said Drew McIntyre, but we'll get to that. Well, as a match, it was the one I was least looking forward to in the whole of the Mania card. Um, I don't think it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought, again, it actually flowed quite well, apart from your usual bumbling effort by Lita, which, if you watch her whole career, it's exactly the same. Um, in every single match, no matter how much Jim Ross says that she's amazing and like this, she's one of the best two women to have ever been in it, she bumbles her way through matches. She's slow. She waits too long for moves. Um, she looks Handers too looks much. Yeah. People. Um, but other than that, um, I'm a massive Dakota Kai fan and EO Sky was very good in that match. Bailey controlled it as the leader like she should. It was an okay effort. It was decent enough for what it was. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's missed the most moonsaults in their career, Lita or EO Sky, but um, neither of them have landed a clean one over time. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't overly impressed. I thought this spot could be better used. I would say that Bailey isn't only just one of the better heels in, rest, in, in WWE, but one of the better heels in wrestling. And it wasn't a huge kind of stage for, like... Like Trish and Lisa should be used as like punching bags for the likes of Bailey now at this point. Mm. Someone to for her to absolutely get one over, you know, for someone to get her back for, like Becky or a younger baby face. Um, so it, it was disappointing from that aspect. Like and Dakota and Evo, they're both brilliant. Becky's brilliant. I thought it was a waste of two spots on the girls, like, and, like, I, it was a bit of a shame as well, because, I mean, 20 years ago, I lost a lot of liquid to those ladies, like, so. <laughs> Fucking hell. <sighs> I'd agree with you in almost everything you said, though. The one thing I do give them slight credit for is that unlike when they bring people back and they're just in for the one match, they have had a little bit of input yeah. before Nania. Obviously, winning the tag titles, and you know, yeah. at least we've got a little skimpling of effort in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They're not, they're not just there on the day collecting the paycheck, and they are trained wrestlers. You know, there, there is all that. It's just it could be two spots for JC Jane, Gigi Dolan, mm. whatever her name is. Like you know, it's it, it could be two spots that could elevate that because Becky and Bailey are stars already. So they didn't need, those two didn't need any rub off the legends anyway. A, a straight up match between Becky and Bailey, I assume was conceivably the plan until there was loads of other straight up women's matches. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think someone like, say Shotzi, for example, mm-hmm. she would have benefited. I know she's not great, but someone like her, Tegan Knox, you know, they're sort of like yeah. up and comers, like hasn't really had like a big win on the main roster, yeah, it would have started in there a lot better. Um, yeah, and I think it would have been a better use of Bailey, particularly. Like, I just, I just thought, like, I rate her so highly. I think she's she can do everything. She's one of the best walking the earth at this moment at what she does. And I just thought, like, you know, is that the best use of her? Obviously, ultimately, a heel should, a lot of the time, lie down at WrestleMania. But getting there... You know, to blow off, I thought after losing quite a lot, this is it. This is it. Like, so you know, 
because she's got the personality for it. She's got the work ethic for it. Like, I, I'm a big fan of Bailey. She's, she's, she's got the name for it as well. So she's yeah. strange. Um, speaking of losing a lot of uh, liquid, Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio, sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. This was. Um, <laughs> fucking hell, what an absolute waste of a of a final match this was. Um, just felt overbooked. We just needed to see either Rey Mysterio giving his son an absolute beating or Rey Mysterio giving, giving his son giving a beating with Dominic getting a sneaky win at the end. Not this fucking bad bunny appearing. The Gallo Del Fantasmo for some reason coming out um, fighting the Judgment Day and then just pretty principal finish. I think it's just a bit of a waste of, of what's been a good build-up. I just I literally only saw the end. This is the only bit of WrestleMania I missed, missed. And because I only saw the end, I was like, that is not worth going back on when I saw about cinnamon toast and stuff. I was like, Brady has won. And I was like, all right, Grant, go on. Because uh, a young Mr. Bassett needed a bottle at the time. And you know what? It suited because it was probably one of the low points of the show. Having been one of the high points as the night before at the Hall of Fame. Because they actually did the Ray and Dominic thing really well in the speech because he didn't ruin it or anything stupid. Just got mm. to out to continue the angle. Like, um, so yeah, that that's that's me on random. I won't be going back to watch. Yeah, one of the better build-ups to produce a nothing match when it should have been a very much something match, and the wrong winner. And the wrong winner indeed. Um, also, Mammy Rhea Ripley had a match with Charlotte Flair. Um, I thought the story going into this made a lot of sense. Rhea Ripley wanted to get um, revenge or to sort of look get past Charlotte Flair after the three years ago match that they had. Um, really, really solid match. I think the story of it was really good. Um, and yeah, I think if you look at this, I hate to compare it to AEW's female roster, but they're putting nothing on like this. This was a hard hit match. Mm. The two of them knew exactly what they were doing. And yeah, um, yeah it was just a good all round wrestling match. I mean, there's no denying with Charlotte Flair. I mean, a lot of people don't like her because she comes in and does the same shtick every time she comes in. She comes in, wins a belt, and then disappears again for a bit. Yeah. Um, but she, she is the best woman in the WWE right now. And I know, Daniel, you just said you love Bailey, But when it comes to just in that ring, bell to bell, Charlotte Flair can get a good match out of anyone. Oh, I can, um, see that. I can see that part. Yeah, no, it's just the, the character is quite one-dimensional. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and uh, you know, if you had a lighter kind of near her. Um, but like, that, that's, that's mean-spirited of me. But no, yeah, that was a banger. An absolute utter banger. Charlotte got my nerves afterwards, kind of like she got dropped on a metal pole and was like sitting there going, oh, you know, a win has been sneaked from me. Sorry, you just got bashed into a pole. Can you lie down, please? You know, there's, there's, there's parts of kind of the professionalism. I do agree with you regarding the bell to bell, by the way. But like, if you're talking about total package, it's Bailey every single day of the week. Um, Charlotte Flair is probably one of the best female wrestlers ever. If not the best bar, maybe um, is Toyota in Japan, who have, whose work I've not seen enough of, but that's what people say. Um, Charlotte's right there. But uh, it, it strikes me that the person and the character, and I suppose it's a, it's a character driven business, it's like, I'm just, I just find it difficult to relate to her. I find it difficult to even hate her when she's trying to get me to, you know, and, and that, that being the point of the exercise. <laughs> like, 
No, yeah, I completely get that. I think you can't. Yeah, she is. She is, in my opinion, the best wrestler to see. I think apparently a year ago, eighteen months ago, she looked eight head and shoulders above anyone else in the mm-hmm. ring. Just her overall aura and performance. Um, I think Ripley's getting there now. I think she's generally yeah. looks a bit, yeah, a bit intimidating, which I think is what you sort of want from your heels. You want someone like a, an underdog babyface, like a Liv Morgan or something like that, to pull a sneaky win over them and, and for it to be a surprise as to how they're going to beat them. And I think that's how you should put, portray your heels, not Carmella. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Well, they, 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 they can overrate the pudding with that kind of stuff as well, like, you know, and then... It, and they have. And hopefully, they have. hopefully going forward, it seems like it's happened less, but having said that, I don't see a retweet. Vince hasn't, like, recently watched a film, so decided to package one of the girls as... Uh, I mean, Harley Quinn, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ghostface. Oh, no, that's not true. He's repackaged Charlotte Flair as uh, C3PO. I think Charlotte Flair is that, to be fair. <laughs> um, uh, next up, match wise, is uh, Pat McAfee versus The Miz. Um, uh, let's not even talk about this. It was shit. It was shit. Why'd you do it? Fuck off. Uh, it'd, have to, it'd have to annoy you if you're like Rick Booz, Elias, maybe Nakamura's probably gone, but like La- uh, Lashley, Lashley of all LA, LA, LA Knight, yeah, it'd have to annoy you. It'd have mm. to, nice. Well, obviously, as, we, as we're going to cover night two, there was a theme behind it, do you know what I mean? There was a, yeah. a, rel- a relative but, theme behind it, which you get when it's all put together, but I completely understand what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, just bring out Bobby Lashley, get him to beat Miz in 30 seconds, and then just get him on the card. Um, you know, it's... Even Stone Cold, like, you know, because of yeah. or Hulk Hogan, or, you know, it doesn't matter, just because it'll be a good one. And, and the Miz is really good in his role, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Uh, main event, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the Undisputed. WWE Tag Team Championships. One thing I'll pay props to in this was Samantha Irwin, Irvine, um, yeah. who is possibly the best ring announcer I want to say I've ever heard, up there with Howard Finkel, um, when she, the way she delivers it. Not iconic enough voice-wise for us generation, but I think the way that she puts the effort into the job and the way she announces things, uh, she seconds none, in my opinion. It's the first time I really... Took notice of her, and I've been took notice of her in a good way. I've never taken notice of her in a bad way, which is quite the thing, because you know the way you've got Chimel and Roberts and stuff with like, and and Lillian, who'd annoy you from time to time. I'd never and Samantha's around a while. I'd never taken notice of her in a negative way, and this weekend was like banging. She's really adding to this, like mm. yeah, yeah. I, I disagree with you, Jamie. If we look back at it in 10 years, we will see how original her voice actually was. She puts emphasis on the syllables where you don't expect them the emphasis to be, which for most people would not work at all. But for her, the way that she controls her voice, the, the, the grinding roughness of her voice as well, it just works perfectly. She's just an absolute superstar. Adam. Yeah, I get you now. When you're talking about syllables, I was just doing Adam. Yeah, you know. So it's like, yeah, no, she's brilliant. She is brilliant. Um, I'm not sure. I, I I didn't say anything bad about. I'm not sure which bit you disagree with. You said about not being quite original or unique or something. Oh, so I mean, I mean, as in like 
um, nostalgic. Like you look back at Howard Finkel. He will be in ten years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for us, I would like, say you know so. I mean? And this mania is uh, is probably the best since thirty. Well. Yeah, it, we'll come to it obviously in in, yeah. in night two, but um, yeah, I think if, I agree though. So you look back, I mean, even now, once again, we'll come to it in night two. But how she pronounces some of their names and how she announces certain people is a different spin on each person, pretty much. Uh, Gunter is a prime example. When we watched it in Cardiff, mm-hmm. um, go ahead. No, I, I haven't got it. I was just trying to get her cadence there. Like, Oh, yeah, so. oh. Um, yeah, I think it really got the, the crowd hyped for it. Um, and even, yeah, so I, th- I think just, yeah, well done to her. I think she's a, a great I think the, the, whole, the whole announcing team, to be fair, were very good, but she stood out. Yeah, personally. Um, the, whole, the thing has come along in leaps and bounds since Vince got out of theirs. Yeah. And now he's back in with his fucking pencil mustache and his old face. Um, Owens and Zayn beat the Usos, finally defeated them in sort of the, the culmination of the Bloodline storyline, sort of, with Sami Zayn, which um predictable, but executed well nonetheless. It was going to be one of those matches that was always going to be predictable, this one. Mm. Um, the, the, only, the only doubt that I had in my mind was whether Jey Uso would have some kind of role in their defeats. Um, which I was kind of gutted that he didn't. But obviously, when we get to night two, we'll see why. Um, but yeah, I mean, it didn't quite live up to the main event status it was given. As much as I enjoyed it and as much as I got involved in the emotion of it, it was, I mean, we spoke to um, original member Jonathan Fenton um, and he described it perfectly. It was like an AEW super kick party. Um, mm. where it was just too much over the top. Well, I had to mark the um, FWL competition uh, that we did. And one of the questions in there was super kicks. How many super kicks would be in that match? Um, 27 is the answer. Uh, obviously, with doubles count as two. But that is the exact amount of times as Alan Parshish had the last lap. There we <laughs> go. He's got 104 friends. Um, <laughs> Herwins and Zane. Um, who have one friend each? They won the yeah. Uh, I I disagree with Adam. I really enjoy. I was very sports entertained. Um, it, I take it then because you're saying it's too. It was very too much AW. AW is too AW. Uh, if that makes sense, because there's too much of that, and you got the books, and then but and the Usos, which are actually who are actually quite similar. Um. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I, I bought into the melodrama. I knew you couldn't have any other outcome. Well, you know, spoilers for tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, we look back at it now and you think there's no other outcome, but then we'll get to that as to other scenarios which are the same or similar. Um, on to night two, shall we? Uh, sponsored by JML. Um, whatever the response is, I know Brock Lesnar faced Omos. Omos, yeah. Um, I mean, this was exactly what it needed to be just two blokes, Brock Lesnar telling a little two minute story of I can't German suplex this guy, and then just does it three times, F5s him, and just tells him to fuck off and gets up the ring and goes home. Back to the farm for Brock. 
Um, I'm sure you need to regret anything to add. <laughs> the women's tag team match, which meant nothing to add to this either. Um, Rousey and Baszler won by submission after tapping out Shotzi. Dog shape. Uh, one thing we'll point out, Samantha Owen pronounced Chelsea Green's name a different way, which I thought was quite good. What's she say? She said it like she's like Chelsea Green or something like. So like something how Chelsea Green know. talks. She did, yeah. I noticed that as well. I was quite impressed. Yeah. I didn't notice. I'm disappointed that people who are talented in that match didn't get to show themselves. I didn't see anything from anyone in it. Uh, Ronda could fuck off. They've wait, They've murdered Shayna. She's turned in Balor. We'll get to it later. One of the greatest examples of a waste. Um, of moving from NXT to WWE. Um, so, yeah. Fuck off, Ronda. I'll, I'll put a little bit more of a positive spin on it than you, Dan. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't think it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. It did flow to a certain extent. Chelsea Green was the VIP of that mm. match. Yeah. I thought that team that team actually really worked well. Um, but it, it, was, it was bland. It was obvious. Uh, and it ended very quickly, which is uh, probably a good thing. Uh, maybe not, but but yeah, it flowed okay. But it was yeah. it was meh. At, le- at least last night there was two tag teams in it, and I suppose Strowman and Ricochet. You can make an argument, but but like this is four Franken teams specifically for this match. It's just like if you don't watch, you're like, what the fuck is this? Who are yeah. these people? It's it's, no. <laughs> it's the wrestling match equivalent of a sausage, isn't it? Where it's just, just chucked in there and just whatever was available, just pop in. Yeah. And put some skin around it. it. Yeah. 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 A paella. Yeah. Well, the right team won. They've been they've been building as a yeah. team since December-ish. So I, I yeah. did expect them to be ch- challenged for the titles, but supposedly Ronda's injured and just they wanted her in for the rest of the Mania payday and all that. So hooray! Um. Next up, an absolute just slappy, slap, slap. Then we'll have some slappy with you. Um, Gunter versus Sheamus and Drew McIntyre in a triple threat match against Continental Championship. What a lovely slappy fest this was, Adam. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was always going to be exactly what it was. Gunter is just, he is another level. Um, I thought Sheamus was also amazing in this match. I thought McIntyre, McIntyre was okay. In this match, um, he annoyed me very, very much with every time. And to be honest, this was a theme across both nights of Mania with a lot of matches. But McIntyre in particular, every time the ref was counting to three, he would stir at him. He would look at him and the camera would be on him completely. And he would watch for that hand going down as much as he could. And every time you do that, you know they're kicking out, even though you know anyway. But it just takes a bit off it. And he, mm-hmm. he was just doing it constantly in that match. Yeah. Um, but but it was exactly what we expected it to be. I don't think it quite was as good as the Gunther Sheamus match at Clash of the Castle, um, but it was great. Yeah. Um, and I think the false finishes, I thought some of them were quite good. Like the Sheamus getting the bro kick. And um, for me, Gunther now goes on and faces Reigns at SummerSlam personally. Um, has an Ultimate Warrior type run with the Intercontinental title, faces Reigns at SummerSlam, and they have like a big, a big match there. Personally, that's the way I'd like to see it go. Um, the Bloodline versus Imperium, but 
We'll It'd be good. I'm not quite sure it's there yet, as, as close as that, but it would be good. Yeah, I mean, even think long-term war games, maybe, Survivor Series and stuff. I think they need to build up for Vinci and Kaiser a little bit before they enter them into that feud. Yeah, yeah, because they've been, they've been fucked, haven't they? They always just lose to whoever Gunter's feuding with, it seems to be. Um, Belair versus Asuka uh, is up next, which uh, I'm sure you've got some choice words to say about this one, Daniel. Uh, yeah, no, it it was. I expected the results. I what as as we we recorded last week. I hope that I act like I'm contradicting myself in the space of seven days because we did a predictions thing. And if people listen and they go, Daniel, how can we completely change your mind and deny saying things seven days? What the reason being is because I am a sociopath. Okay, um, but uh. I watched the previews because I hadn't watched and I thought you, you guys, you, you and Joey said Asuka and I said Bianca all day and night. I think it, yes, I think WrestleMania is the time you have two irresistible force meaning the immovable object. Oh, and um, it's difficult because someone, they want to have clean finishes. They can't really have folk finishes anymore. People got so pissed off at that over the years. Bianca deserves the win. She's such a huge star in my mind, in my eyes. I think, I think she's actually underbooked and underpositioned in terms of her level of charisma and uh, how much the people love her. But also, watching Asuka lose, is there a way back? Because she'd been booked so shit before she went dark, Asuka. There probably is. I'd like to think they think of something, but... Oh, I enjoyed the hell out of the match as well because I didn't know who was going to win and that's always makes something really good. That That is the hard part about it, though. Like, yeah. that is the good part. You didn't know who was going to win through the match because they have built Asuka very, very well since she's come back, which is obviously what made Jamie believe that she was going to win. I mean, I was Bella all day, like you. Um, she was definitely winning that match. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a quality match without being outstanding. Bianca Bella's hair was slightly too long and she kept almost standing on it. Yeah, uh, yeah no, no. Um, because she kept having to grab it um, all the way through the match. But Asuka's now zero for five at Mania, um, mm. which, which you know, that's, that's a hard one to come back from. So she'll probably win the women's tag team titles next year or something. A different uh, streak. Yeah, no, she she deserves better, and I mean, um, yeah, no, Bianca needs a heel a foil. Um, Bianca could also be a heel and be really bloody good at it. I just get that aura offer, but you wouldn't know with kids or she. Um, she did with um in NXT. She was like, yeah, oh, she's uh, good. She's good. That's where, that's where I recollect, and I recollect thinking just a little bit more polish and you have a mega star there. She mm. was in NXT when Charlotte came down. It's the first time I've properly seen her and she said, you don't even go here. And I thought, like, she's so cool. Mm. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Um, yeah, one thing to note as well, the during Bianca Belair's entrance, the little girl, her mum had died that morning, which is a bit of a sad oh. thing, but she decided to do it, uh, do oh, the thing on the stage anyway, which was... Oh, brave, brave of her. 
It puts three fellas complaining about the wrestling into perspective, really, doesn't it? It, it really, really does, yeah. Fair Quite quickly as well. Thanks for that, Jamie. It's all right. No problem. Um, Shame it, man. Uh, come out after a bit. Suit <laughs> and the Miz come out and did like a uh, did a chat. Um, and the since we get on fine, and the Miz was like, "Oh, I can't believe that's yesterday." And he's like, "Well, I've got it again," and then said something like, "My bad." And then just going on the stage. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> I interrupt you if you don't mind. You fucked up the narrative of it. You started with. The person who's coming out as Snoop Dogg. Oh, I know, I know. I'm doing like a Tarantino film. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then yes, and then and then and then Shane come out to um like he got a nice pop out of it. Um I wasn't excited to see him. And then he come out and speaking of pops, his uh, his leg just fucking completely his his quad went. According to rumor and innuendo, like the man has gone completely mental in the last couple of years. Like, God forgive me, and, like, we shouldn't be sneering at someone getting hurt. Like, we, we're not. But <clears throat> supposedly, 14 months ago, he was kind of asked to leave because he was part of the booking team and tried to book himself to eliminate four, 20 people in the Royal Rumble and go toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar. This is a man, like, a proper a proper dad. Like, he's in his 50s. He's overweight. He hasn't... He's not super trained, like... <laughs> Do you know? No, so I used to like Shane in like oh, yeah. the early the early 2000s. I thought Shane was great. Yeah, um, and then even his return in like sort of ruthless aggression PG era Shane, I thought that was good. Um, I didn't like his return when he was tagging with the Miz and stuff. I thought that was just terrible. Um, and then and also the Daniel Bryan thing as well. I thought this was even worse. I thought it was just why. That's, it, was, yeah. it was filler, wasn't it? That's, that's yeah. literally yeah. all it was, was, just filler. Yeah, um, yeah well, now his, his knee is filled with liquid because it's, he had an absolute accident on it. And then just really awkwardly, Miz walked around the ring for a bit while Snoop Dogg hit him twice and then hit just, just an absolute wet fart of a people's elbow and pinned yeah. him. Not, I, I, I will disagree with the awkwardness that you yeah. said. I actually thought they got through that very, very well, considering the circumstances. I don't yeah. think this looked awkward. And as soon as Snoop Dogg hit him, he went down. So yeah. whether there'd been any feedback between them about what what was just about to occur or Jessica not, was telling that, them that, what that to was do. really good. Well, the first hit he didn't. He went down, but then got stripped up again. Yeah, yeah, but he and went then... down with it. Yeah, and then he sort of has an awkward thing where Snoop was clearly waiting for him to turn around. And then, maybe wrong, on the fly, if it was like that, um, you know, they, they did well to manage yeah. the situation as it was. Superb. Um, Superb. Jessica was telling Snoop and Miz what to do. Uh, you could see that if you go back. I had a look back at it earlier. And I can tell you now, and I'm not slagging off Adam, you've trained as a wrestler, Johnny trains as a wrestler, Joey is a wrestler. Snoop reacted better in that situation than a lot of wrestlers would. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. So he's just a showman. He he's been around. He's been in front of crowds. Like you know, you know, things. And probably, he's a fan. Yeah. So that helps. Well, he'd, he'd he'd know like that. Yeah, he could see and like she got the microphone while you play my brother like that. Like you know, he knew. But he's just what a pro. Like in that situation, and he was probably high. Before you know what was going on. Because, like, I, I was, like, texting, I, we've, I've 
I've, I've friends like in real life and I was texting them uh, and I was going did that was that real like as in did you really get hurt or was that whole thing contrived because like Shane's a big fat cokehead <laughs> cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a drug yeah. um, I do think that so, the crapness of the people's elbow when you look back on that it will make it even sweeter. that's what makes you know yeah. they think like like production is too slick these days to let like me do a people's elbow. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not. Yeah, it was tragic. Um, interesting to see what the actual finish was supposed to be. I'm guessing Sheeran Man landed coast to coast or something. Uh, Edge defeated Finn Balor up next. Um, Entrance-wise, I thought it was really good. And then he brought out some fucking flares. And I was like, well, what's that about? Um, Daniel. Uh, brood Edge. Brood Edge, B-R-O-O-D for our American listeners, had no connection in any way whatsoever to Brood Edge of 1999. None. None. The, the outfit, the hair. What's going on with him? Did they use his music? None of those Sun, fucking things. Sunglasses? No, so no sunglasses. Yeah. If you were expecting to see what you thought was Brood Edge, you may as well be like Jamie Wanking in his mate's bedroom. It's the same thing. Like, I presume you don't do that anymore. Like, <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> but, like, um, it's, so th- there was that. That, uh, and that's a minor detail. I thought two old, so both old bros put on a great show. Again, just as we were talking about, reacted well to situations changing. I did get quite annoyed at some really stupid spots in how they used the cell. That uh, kendo stick, like, you can just move it to the left or right, Finn. Like, that's fucking... Yeah, that's get out fucking, uh, I don't know, what's, what's the equivalent of junior search? Uh, GCSE, that's fucking, like, you know, low-level GCSE stuff. Come on now. Like, <laughs> like, like and then I, the edge did do very well in their little accident part. Um and it did actually beg the question because when we've got the cell, was were, are we going to see the blade with only two matches left? Uh, the answer is no, but we saw the accidental blade. Like, but, yeah, which looked quite gnarly. It did. It did. It was, it's a feud I knew nothing about, kind of bar tipping in and out and see that thing. And uh, I've complained a lot about Finn Balor, not about the person itself, but about his booking and all that sort of thing over the years. Uh he got a nice, I'm sure, payoff close to the end of the show. Deserves it all as well. So that was nice to see. Um, where they both go from here, I don't know. Edge's retirement has been a big, or unretirement has been a big damp squib from the Royal Rumble pop to now. Uh, he's not like I can't. I, can you think of anybody he's really put over like that young whippersnapper, forty-one-year-old Finn Balor? <laughs> you know, so, uh, and he didn't put him over. Uh, so it, it's that kind of stuff like um, that has been disappointing about about the run. Um, its purpose there, all right. It didn't annoy me. Really, overall, I think I think that's very comprehensive coverage of it. Um, if I was if I was going to talk about it, the points I was going to mention was the stupid bit where he trapped him in the cage. Oh. Or he really shouldn't have because it just didn't work. Um, 
the entrance was silly. I don't know if the entrance was redone because it it kind of got leaked that Gangrel was maybe going to be in it and Christian was maybe going to be in it. So I don't know if anything was changed with that. Um, they dealt very well with the injury. The one thing about edge matches since his return is they have been far, far, far too long. Oh, yes. So that injury apparently cut at least 10 minutes off that match, which was probably was a very good thing because although the match was enjoyable, it would have grated on me had it have gone on yeah. 10 minutes more than it did. And the wrong man won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think... Then it ended it with the, the spot with the table and the top of the cell. Um, that for me would be a good finish. Because you haven't seen there. That was it was a scary old spot after seeing what we saw on Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think with with that, I would have liked to have seen that have been the, the finish. I mean, that that for me is a move that can finish a rivalry. Um, Mm. A spear or a concerto, we've seen it so much over the last three years since Edge has been back. Yeah. Christian does it, Edge does it, um, anyone who faces Edge does it. You know, it's just, it's well done, it's a concerto. It's, wow. It's not really, though, because there should be somebody at the other side. Yeah, 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 it's a single man concerto. Uh, yeah, sometimes you've got to go alone in your friend's bedroom. Um, and then the main event of Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. This felt like a main event um, going yeah. in. Um, this had big fight feel to it. Um, sadly, this was spoilt for me from WWE, as I messaged Adam earlier about, and they sent me an email at 10 minutes to 5 this morning, um, just completely spoiling the whole thing uh, in the subject, which was nice of them. Um, yeah, how did you, you find the main event, Adam? Um, yeah, like you say, it had the big match feel. I got a bit hyped up when the music hit. And I think the first time Cody came out to that music, I said to you, Jamie, that it really didn't hit me. And every time since, it's properly hit me. Um, mm. It's a, such a great entrance song to have. And Rain's entrance is always brilliant. And Samantha Irvin added completely to the start of the match. Um, the match was very, very, very good. It wasn't absolutely spectacular, um, and there was far too much interference, and it wasn't a WrestleMania finish to a match, which suggests they're going to carry on Cody as a top contender to the belt, which isn't really what WrestleMania is supposed to be about. Mm. Yeah, he, he will obviously have a rivalry with Solo Sokoa with the next couple of months, I imagine. Um, leading up to maybe Cody winning money in the bank or something and then cashing in and, and finishing the story that way. If he goes on to have a two-month rival with Solo Sokoa, that's putting him back in the mid-card. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I have a theory about this, knowing what we know from today. I'll come to it later. Um Later, oh, fucking long. I want to talk about the match because <laughs> it was extraordinarily enjoyable. The big fight feel. I moaned about Cody all the time, but he's the melodrama man, and that's what you need. And awesome, we did not know who was going to win, which like we we were sure, and then we felt it, and we we were whether we were behind Cody or not, we knew 
everyone was and uh, it had that big feeling, the promos, the seeing negative one in the front of the thing and, the, and his daughter, it just had the stars aligning to be dashed. The Jarrett fuck finish TNA 2004 shit, um, they did it better than Jarrett ever did, to be fair. Um, it was all timed out well, all the run-ins, all the ins and outs and all that. Like, um, The finish got me. You're rarely got as a wrestling fan. <laughs> when a three count hits the mat and it's over. That was good. Uh, but I absolutely agree with both of what you're saying. Like Cody is getting the belt soon. It'll never be as hot as it would have been at WrestleMania. And that's a damn shame. Theory, not the nonce. The um, <laughs> the purchase of WWE and USC by Endeavor. We Cody was white hot until last night. Um, I think he may have been slated to win, but with the Endeavor's model since taking over UFC has been to monetize everything that they can and squeeze everything out of everything. So he will win, I think, soon, potentially in Puerto Rico next month. And But you'll have to pay, irregardless of whether you've got your network or your bleacher report or whatever, you'll have to pay 20 quid to see it. Now, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, that is my suspicion, that they did not feel that they rinsed the money from it yet. I think they're wrong uh, because in the longer term, like Adam will probably attest to this, that like, you know, their booking has pissed us off so many times over the last say 15, 20 years that we've been like turned off. And there's a new set of people getting pissed off with their booking. <laughs> so, uh, and, and still coming back. So like, there's only so long you can do that for and only so much you can monetize. And it's, and my theory may not be right, but I just thought it was an entertaining talking point. Yeah, I think there's always that air, isn't there? I think when we watched Clash of the Castle, back in my mind, I thought Drew's going to win this. And then in the front <laughs> of my mind, you're always thinking, you know what, maybe it, 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 surely he can't. Roman Reigns is too big. I imagine they had the same thing with the Sammy Zamers in Montreal. Hmm. And imagine going into this, your head says from wrestling that you've watched over the last 35, 40 years, this is how it should happen. This is how it should play out. This person's going to win because the timing and the stars are aligning. But alas, again, they've gone, uh-uh, Roman Reigns, which means that they've built up to a point now where when he does finally win, regardless of who it's uh, lose or regardless of who it's against, it's going to be that much bigger and the payoffs will be that much sweeter. It just depends on who it's going to be. Yeah, I agree. The, the right man won in the wrong way as mm. long as there is a plan. If there is no plan other than Cody, then the wrong man won. I, you're, I would say you're giving them more credit than they deserve, but the jury's out because just past behaviour would indicate future behaviour. But having said that, like, because they made two baby faces by accident this year. They weren't built up. Cody would have been like a shy. I think last night was the plan all along since Mania 38. But Cody being out six months helped the shit out of that. 
um, because they're so good at ruining people. Um, and it's not even that they're ruining people. The people are overexposed with the amount of television that's on every week. So. Yeah, and I think by now you would have lost to Baron Corbin for no reason. Um, is, is by this now, kind of show, like, you know, uh, oh, here's Finn Balor, he's from the IWGPs, from, uh, the, you know, NXT. And then he beats Roman Reigns on his first night in the company. He beats Seth Rollins for the Universal title on his third match in the main roster. He gets injured. He comes back, he gets rolled up by Baron Corbin. Like, it's like, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure that's exactly how it happened, but it was very, it's very close. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just a it's just a weird like they, they must know what they're doing long term for it, and um, whether they, as I said before, Cody wins money in the bank and then cashes it in ahead of time at for SummerSlam or something, um, you know that that could be. Oh, I, I've no doubt there's a plan. It's just not going to hit like it would have hit last night, or would have hit no. in Montreal, or would have hit in Cardiff. Uh, but like like that, we've like people last night were like, oh, who's left to challenge it? Well, they did have three people challenged for it recently. Like they can build more people. But um, um their builds breaker. Bron breaker will win it. Their builds night. historically have been terrible. And two baby faces came at the same time accidentally. And they're it's like buses for WWE because they haven't really had one for ages. It's like Roman Brock, Roman Brock, who fucking who cares? Like yeah. um, and then two two like buses came by accident. So it'd be interesting to see how it, I would be. I bet if I was a betting man that it will be Cody that unseats Roman would never be as hot as last night. And that was a somber end for the evening. It would never be as hot as last night. And I've heard that many a time. That's it. Um, night, night one was better than night two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those title changes for a start. Um, yeah, I think that's the one thing away is just that entertainment on night one was definitely better than the instead of night two. Uh, on paper, night two should have absolutely pissed it, but mm. it didn't. Night one stole the weekend for me, yeah, yeah. Um, but lads, yeah, that's uh, that brings us to a close for a, a very long show, almost as long as, as the actual media itself, but well, um. Thanks again for joining, and uh, we'll be back uh, with our regular programming every Wednesday. Peace.